0: You are listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano, session number 14. Today's guest will be ASCE National President Randy Over, and he will offer three key pieces of career advice to develop one's engineering career, and also offer a brilliant recommendation for achieving work-life balance. Let's do it!
1: Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Welcome everyone
0: to another session of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. This is your engineering career coach, Anthony Fasano. I want to welcome you to another session, and I want to start by letting you know that, believe it or not, I do send out daily inspirational emails to thousands of engineers all over the world, known as a Daily Boost. And you could subscribe to the Daily Boosts completely free by just visiting dailyboosts.com. So please, engineers, if you want to stay inspired, check that out. All right, we have a great session here for you today. I have a wonderful guest today. I have the honor of interviewing ASCE National President Randy Over. And he really gave some amazing advice out for for younger engineers and really all engineers in this upcoming interview that you're about to hear. And he was so energetic too. I mean, the energy came right through the phone. And I'm really excited to share with you what he had to say. So before I kick us off with the motivational moment and a formal introduction for Randy, I just want to mention really quickly that I am putting on an event in April in Austin, Texas that is for engineers that want to be the best they can be engineers that want to be the best in their field. It is the Institute for Engineering Career Development Meetup, which will be in Austin, Texas, April 25th and 26th. And we now have 14 successful engineers and personal development experts that will be speaking on different panels and different learning sessions. We have tours planned. We'll be visiting the Austin City Capitol, which is a lead building. We have social events and dinners planned at some of the best award-winning restaurants in Austin, Texas. It's going to be an awesome weekend all the way around. So please, please consider taking your engineering career into your own hands and elevating yourself by just coming to this one event. Check it out at engineeringevent.com. And we just extended the early bird rates until March 13th. So please, again, check it out at engineeringevent.com. With that, let's jump right into the motivational moment so we can kick this show off and you can hear what Randy Over has to say. Motivational moment. The quote that I chose to kick off today's show was based on the interview I did with Randy, and the quote is very simple. It's from John C. Maxwell, leadership is influence. And I chose that quote because Randy talks about this in this interview you're about to hear. He talks about the ability to influence the world as an engineer, and I think that that's something that we all forget that we have as engineers. It's not just about doing a plan or doing a design that you can bring and deliver to a client. It's about what that plan or design, what kind of impact that will have on the community, the city, the state, the country, the world. And that's something I want you to keep in mind as you listened to the interview coming up here with Randy Over. All right, let me give you a quick introduction to Randy Over. And I say quick because if I read his bio, it would take longer than the show. So I'm just going to kind of sum it up. He has a Bachelor of Science degree in civil engineering from the Ohio State University. He's also attended local officials leadership academy at Cleveland State University. Randy has been a construction engineer with the Ohio Department of Transportation in District 12 since 1994. He's responsible for the district construction program, the budget of $2.4 billion since 1994. He oversees a staff of 70, district testing laboratory. He focuses on disputes and claim resolutions, prevailing wage, and a whole host of other things. In addition to his day job, quote unquote, he's also, of course, the national president of the American Society of Civil Engineers, which is a professional association founded in 1852 and represents more than 145,000 members of the civil engineering profession worldwide, and it is America's oldest national engineering society. So with that, let's get right into the interview with randy over
1: it's go time all right hi randy how you doing today good doing real great a little chilly here in cleveland ohio oh yeah Uh, keep getting snow it's one of those one of those winters i know it is same here in the in new york it's like
0: snowstorm after snowstorm but but we're dealing with it and um, i'm happy to have you on i know you're real busy so i'm going to jump right in today and I know you speak to a lot of engineers through your work as the president of the American Society of Civil Engineers. and You have a lot of experience in this field. Just give me right off the bat maybe two or three key pieces of advice that you would give to younger developing engineers that are listening to the show as far as advancing their career. Things that stood out for you over your career.
1: Yeah, I've been at this for about 30 years and, and grew up in a civil engineering family, father and grandfather. So I've wow. uh, been living it. I, I always say I was an a- ASCE member at birth. So <laughs> um, I, the, the number one thing I, I think is you have to create your own professional network. So, you know, not not wait for someone else to do it or whatever. It's up to you. Uh, I, I, of course, think ASE is the best place to create that professional network. But you have to really take advantage of people you meet, Meetings you go to, uh, opportunities to travel, all that kind of stuff, to create. You have to do it for yourself. No one else is going to do it for you. You have to put your foot out, make those connections, make that network. So I'd, I'd call that the first one. Great. Uh, the, the the second one is you kind of have to decide what's going to be your focus, or you can focus on several other things. You know, some of that could be I'm I'm going to focus on structural engineering or geotech or or something like that. It could also be uh a little less hard, you know, engineering focused. It could be on the the client side of the business. It could be on in my case I do work with government. I work for government now, but I didn't always work for government. Uh that was kind of my area understanding how government operates. That was a a focus of mine. Uh so you, you have to really make a, a decision on. It. You can't do everything. Uh you know, in school we kind of get a little bit about a lot, right? Right. But in the real world, you know, once you leave school, you have to, you have to pick and choose. Um, so, uh, I happen to pick and choose, uh, the area at this point with construction claims. So I do claims, disputes, uh, resolution, uh, mediation, all that kind of stuff. Uh, not a traditional engineering area, but it relates to what I know as an engineer. So you need to pick and choose, pick an area. What is, you know, if you're in an elevator with somebody, You know, they say, what do you do in civil engineering? Be able to answer that question.
0: Okay. No, that's a good one. And, you know, I just want to add to that because we actually have thousands of engineers that listen here in all different disciplines, which makes it even more interesting. And one of the things that I would say to all of you out there, just building on, on Randy's answer here is, you know, if you can develop that specific niche in your career, Uh, regardless of your field in engineering, I think that that's an important thing. And I know for younger engineers, a lot of times they'll ask me like, well, you know, I have no idea yet. I don't know what I want to do. And I say that that's fine. But as you progress, you know, you'll start to maybe narrow things down. And when you do start to get interested in a couple of fields, I think that's when you can reach out to people in that field that are established, whether it's through an ASCE or through a professional association. And then you can really, you know, start to develop that expertise in that industry because, That's the beautiful thing about engineering is that there's so many different things that we can do. And that's also can be the scary part of it. Yeah. But, you know, what I would tell you, and I'm sure Randy would agree, is, you know, in the beginning in your career, you're going to try different things out. But you'll find a couple things that you like, and then you can try to go down that path a little bit more.
1: Yeah. in, In my case, I found out I was better in analyzing people's opinions on claims and disputes. I found that that was something I could do. I could more easily put myself in the other person's shoes uh, and, and being able to frame things and, and, and being a more verbal person than than a uh, calculation kind of person, the verbal skills were important there. The third thing I'd say is is that you have to sell yourself. You know, no one else is going to sell you, no one else is going to ask you, would you like that promotion, would you like this opportunity? That might happen, but unlikely not unless you put your foot forward first you know i I forget who said it you know the the harder I work, the luckier I get. The luckier I get, the harder I work right, <laughs> right. i mean it 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 just it's kind of like that so i've I've found out when, when there's things you know you get hired and you're in an office probably with many cases a lot of other people similar experience to you, right? So how do you distinguish yourself from others and and one of the things you do is you stay a little later, you work a little harder you take on uh volunteer tasks that no one else really wants to do. Um and so pretty soon you get invited to things that maybe others aren't. Uh all at the same time keeping an eye on what's strategic for your employer, what's strategic for your career. So in in my case I took on some of the business aspects of 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 engineering. And you know watching the project budget, communicating to the clients or in in the case of where I work now Communicating to some of the cities where where we are in terms of the budget for their project, people don't do that. They talk about the engineering stuff. I try to blend those two together. So the the, the idea of taking the opportunity to travel too, you know, somebody else doesn't want to go to Chicago for a job. Well, I I spent a summer, most of a summer in Chicago with the job, um, you know. Take that opportunity. You get known. You expand your professional network back to the first point. That's that many more people. Uh, you learn to get around in a city and 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 deal with it. Um, it it maybe helps you frame your focus if you do that early in your career too. Sure. No, that's a great point. And and just to add another example,
0: because I know examples make things easier to comprehend. For me, when I was doing civil engineering work. You know, we had the planning board meetings, we we're trying to get projects approved, and there wasn't enough budget for younger engineers to attend. But I would just, I told my supervisor, I just want to go on my own time, I want to see the meetings, sure. I want to learn, I want to watch. And for me, that was a big thing, because, I mean, number one, it obviously told my boss that, you know, I wanted to advance, I was motivated. But for me, I learned a lot. I mean, I learned how to deal with the clients, I saw people presenting, I learned things, you know, well ahead of the curve, probably when I should have learned them. Um, since, like you said, Randy, doing a little extra, taking a little extra step.
1: Yeah. You know, related to that for me was always my involvement with ASCE. So that gave me my connections. That gave me, I, I'd go to, I enjoyed ASCE meetings as much to learn about what I was doing, probably more so about what I wasn't doing. <laughs> you, you know, learn what, I, I was never, I spent very little time in 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 water, the water side of civil engineering. I had some time there, water, wastewater kind of projects, but I'd go to some of these things to learn what others were doing because that impacted maybe roads and bridges that what I was doing. So, you know, build this sort of baseline understanding. Uh, so, so ASE helped me do all those things.
0: That's great. All right, great. So, so just to sum that up, kind of the top three pieces of of career advice that you've heard here from Randy is to create your own professional network. And I think that's important regardless of what your age is. I don't care if you just graduated this year. You're never too young to start building that network. The second one is to kind of figure out what is going to be your specialty in engineering, what field of engineering, what's going to be your niche. And then obviously you can develop that. And then the last one is to sell yourself. You know, Like Randy says, no one's just going to give you a promotion just to give it to you. You know, You've got to get out there. You've got to do your thing. You've got to take some extra steps to kind of get to where you want to go ultimately. So... So does that sound about right there, Randy? Sounds great. Great. All right, a couple of the questions for you while I have you. What I mean, one of the things that I get a lot of questions about with goal settings is because I try to emphasize to engineers the importance of setting goals and then striving to achieve them. And what happens when a lot of the motivated engineers that I talk to is they achieve some goals in their career and then they get to a point where they're like, well, what do I do next? Now I kind of maybe get a little demotivated. And I know for you... I think you're a good per- person to ask because you've become, you know, president of the ASCE after I'm sure a long career in ASCE as a civil engineer. You're going through your term now, but as you progress now, where do you go from here? How do you stay focused now that you said I've been president and now I want to continue to do certain things?
1: You know, I'm, I'm not all the way through this yet, so I'm still sort of sorting out. Uh, you, you know, your first for maybe your folks would like to know how this the system maybe works a little bit sure your, your your first year you're president-elect and that's what you get elected as we elect an ASCE president-elect a lot of elects in the name there anyways your your first year you're really the fo- you're the you're the face of civil engineering of ASCE inside the organization so your first year you you predominantly spend your time visiting sections branches younger member groups technical groups Essentially, part of the ASC family, right? Yep. The second year, you're the face of ASC external. So I've met with other related organizations, so American Waterworks Association, uh, NSPE, NCWS, ABET. Um, you know, list goes on and on and on. So, as well as being chair of the board of direction for ASC, and then your final year, so it's a three-year term. Finally, you're your past president, and there you're supposed to mentor the folks coming after you, right? Right. So we have a good system. There's always three kind of in 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 transition during that time. So being about four months into the second year out of three, already halfway, th- more than halfway through the busier of the the three things, um, you have you have to start. At this point, I'm looking at what have I accomplished that I wanted to accomplish. Okay. And and what remains yet to, to be accomplished. So you have to be kind of cognizant of that. Um, stay but in terms of your question of staying motivated, it's not very difficult to stay motivated or focused. It is so busy. <laughs> okay. So so uh, intense that you can't help but be focused and motivated. Okay. Uh, okay. So it, it it's it, you know it's it's baptism by immersion you, you know yeah so so i would think that when you're doing something you're passionate about motivation comes easy it, it is absolutely easy to wake up in the morning and in fact you you don't really get i don't sleep that many hours you <laughs> you you get up in the morning with a list of things you got to get done i mean right. you know things you got to do uh so it's it's not hard at all to be motivated okay the, the question is you know what happens afterwards? What do I do after these three years with ASE? What do I do with my career afterwards? Yeah, and, and,
0: and yeah, and just not even that, but even any time in your career. And I'm using this as one example, but any time in your career, I think when you reach a milestone, yeah, you know, whether it's a partner in a company or some kind of promotion, right. and then you say, you know, I just spent all this time getting to this point. I'm here now, you know, and it's right. like, you know, now what do I do now? You know, I, you know the
1: funny, the funny thing is for me, that's never happened to me. Okay. (laughs) Um I I I guess in some ways I'm a planner by nature. Okay. So by the time I get somewhere, I've already thought of what the next step is or what the next possibilities are. Great. Um so in in to me, even choosing a career to start with, there were so many opportunities in my mind, so many things I like to do, so many things that intrigued me, right? Yep. Um, you know, sort of that scientific curiosity. I think a lot of engineers are like that. we we're always curious about things. And I've never lost that curiosity, uh, even about things that aren't directly related to my my niche of, of civil engineering. I always had had that interest. And so here I am part way, th- you know, most of the way through this presidential chairs at ASE and and you could say at almost 55, maybe most of the way through my career as a civil engineer, there's still so many things yet that I just don't know about that I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess some of that is trying to read, read or, or, you know, go to websites, things that interest you. I'm mm-hmm. always, I'm always Googling things or, you know, that's an interesting question. What, you know, you know, and and I'll try to find out more about it. I'm always curious. Okay. I, okay. I think part, part of the thing that, that's happened to me as I've gotten further into my career is is learning more about the context of of practice of civil engineering and so you get into some of the the, his, the history around what we do mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. that means for the future um more involvement in in government side of civil engineering um so okay. there there's and, and certainly the 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 uh, sustainability side of what we do has become so important and sure. and so trying to trying to figure out how all that fits together. So I I'm never going to run out of things to be interested in. Okay, no, it's that just that makes sense. Never been in my nature.
0: I think that the one key point too that I that I really like in your answer there is the the idea of planning. And this that's the way I kind of approach this challenge is that I'm continually planning, you know, setting goals, reassessing my career so that it's not like I, I never get to a point really where I'm like, okay, I kind of hit this mark now, you know, I don't know what to do next.
1: Right, right. Because I'm looking at the big picture, I try to regularly. And it's it's. I mean, being president of ASC, once in a lifetime, once in a career opportunity, sure. I mean, phenomenal experience. Uh, it, it'll change me forever. I'll never be the same again. <laughs> uh, my my mom made the comment. Uh, she said, "Once in Paris, never the same." You, you know, basically, you know, once you've done this, it 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 changes how you look at everything professionally. Sure. Uh, and, and maybe somewhat personally. Uh, two weeks ago, we were in uh, Australia and New Zealand for meetings. Wow! So, you know, just just that. I mean, I wanted to be there someday, but right. to have a purpose to be there, to meet with other civil engineers, um, is, is just a phenomenal thing. It's just phenomenal. And it's morning, noon, and night. I mean, you get up and meet with someone for breakfast. You end up meeting with people for dinner. There's very little downtime. You pretty much get exhausted. But, but intellectually, it, it's just so motivating uh yes. it really is so
0: i agree i hear you i mean just from my own experience getting to travel around the country and speak to engineers like you said it's one thing to be able to go and see some great places but when you go there with a purpose and you can have an impact um it's really powerful all right just a couple more questions and then one question that i get a lot from engineers is it's a tough job with regards to deadlines and stress being an engineer because we have projects, we've got specifications that got to go out. We've got all kinds of deadlines we have to meet, clients we have to deal with. Uh difficult conditions throughout the world that we're dealing with. The the one challenge that I see a lot is trying to have a, a great career as an engineer and then also maintaining a family life. You know, that whole idea of work-life balance and having A little bit of both. And I'm wondering, based on your experience as an engineer, and obviously you're someone who has a lot of professional endeavors, you know, how how you're able to or what advice you can give to someone who's trying to kind of juggle these. I know that there's no solution for this. I mean, you you know, you work, you you do spend time with family, spend time at home and there's a back and forth. I go through this myself, but maybe there's some tips or strategies that you can share that you've used.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And, and, uh, I come from a family that's always been involved in professional activities in addition to their job. Mm-hmm. So there's always been that push, uh, push and pull. Um, my wife works full time for, uh, NASA Glenn Research Center here in Cleveland. So she is 30 years there. Um, so she has a professional career. We have three kids, uh, two are, two are in college in PhD programs and one still in, in high school. And we've always involved the family in our endeavors so that, you know, we've, we've essentially blurred the line between work and family and profession. And and, and I, my definition of a profession is that that is the way it is. It, you can't put it in a box right. and put it away when you go home at night or on the weekend. And, and I think once you commit to that reality, <laughs> if you want to be successful and make a difference, uh, it's all one continuum. So, uh, you know, taking ASCE things, for instance, uh, we'd have conferences or meetings across the country. When appropriate, we'd bring the family along, uh, you know, connect a family vacation on one end to the other. And I think our kids grow up understanding this is what my parents do. This is what life is like. Uh, probably not realizing that that's not true for a lot of people. Um, and so, you know, it enriches them and it enriches us as a family. So, and and there are times I've gone with my wife to meetings she's had with NASA to some pretty cool places I might add, um, mm. and and you know once again that natural curiosity try to put that into your kids and 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 I it's my wife and I met in college uh, she was president of the student chapter of AIAA which is aeronautics and astronautics and I was student chapter president of ASCE so I guess we we knew what we were getting into uh, you know <laughs> thirty plus years ago. And and so but but I think the key message is this this blending of family and profession. It's one. You can't try to separate them. I mean, our kids, we went through all these years with kids in school, getting them places and doing all this stuff and all their activities. That's part of the family continuum, too. So I I think if anybody tries to sort of separate out those lines, you, you're never successful. Uh, so you have to you have to figure out how to balance it. I like what you said. There's really not an answer. One answer. It's a continual adjustment. Right.
0: I, I agree with that 100%. Randy. And I think the one thing that you said that I think makes a lot of sense to me is that. And what I believe is, if you, again, if you're doing something that you're passionate about for your career, there's no line between the two. You know what that's I mean? Because right. that's you. You're, that's you at work. That's you at home. You know, that's you right. want to be yourself all the time, right? 24 hours a day. Right. And that's the way I look at it is because when, and that's what I tell engineers when they're, when they're miserable in their job and they go home and oh I can relax at home. I say to them, well, if you're miserable in your job, maybe you're not doing the right job. You know, you have to think about that, right? There's no, you can't turn yourself off. I mean, I
1: I think all of us, by the time we get partway through our career, have told colleagues, friends in our profession, why are you sticking around when you don't like it? Right. Move on to something else. And, and, uh, you know there's something to be said for that. I I moved quickly, you know, the first little while of my career. I changed jobs, you know, fairly often. Uh I learned from each of them well, what what more suited me versus the previous one. Uh so but the other thing about tying into your family I think is when it is frustrating at work and you do have challenges, don't internalize them. Your family needs to know that life isn't easy you have to, you have to put work into it. So I think you're, you know, if you're, if you're someone with kids, they need to see that you, you have to do your homework too, just like they do. You mean, and sometimes it's harder uh, than, than you want it to be. And so I think then expectations get set appropriately. Right. Yeah, no, that's
0: great. Thank you for that. So one other question, Randy, what is your kind of ultimate goal, like if you had one goal in your career as an engineer that you have to look back on and say, "This is what I wanted to accomplish or this is what I know I want to accomplish when i'm done I mean, I know it's a whole a lot to sum up a career in a sentence or so, but just you know maybe you can give me some thoughts on some of the things that you hope you can leave you know your impact on this industry with
1: yeah, it's great, great question, and of course uh, i I always have lots of ideas towards that because I'm always planning ahead as we talked about a moment ago um. I think that this, this concept of what ASE calls Vision 2025 or the, the engineer of the future, which is this much more all encompassing, uh, engineering leader. Um, and so I think we often think of ourselves as, as the master builders, right? I think right. that's, that's, that's historic. Goes back maybe to Roman times, you know, maybe yeah. 2000 years or so. Uh, but, but in today's world, there's a lot more to it than that. And, and we talk about public policy. We talk about environmental policy. Um, we talk about having additional breadth and depth uh, professionally, uh, business skills, soft skills, as well as even more and more technical skills. I think if if there were one thing out of this vision 2025 uh, that ASC has that I would hope I, I've left a, a mark on is that it's it's a, you're as successful of a civil engineer if you spend your career in public policy environmental policy as you are to to have become the greatest structural engineer or the greatest roadway engineer or environmental engineer that that our profession needs leaders in in government and public policy as much as it needs leaders in the the next tallest biggest building And, and I think sometimes we sell short careers in civil engineering that aren't sort of hard that you can't touch you can't kick the tires or kick the concrete or the curb as we say um we need we need a s c leaders you know civil engineering leaders that are leading the country not 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 just leading the profession not that mm. that isn't incredibly significant sure but but we have so much to offer as civil engineers that we don't have to do just traditional infrastructure to have an impact so i I hope that at the end of my career, that and I don't expect to to necessarily personally be in those jobs, but in going around the country, I've talked about that to students about this this career in doing non so somewhat non traditional areas of civil engineering, and and there are, I see a lot of eyes that light up. They they see this as important for our country, for our profession, to lead in a different way.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great, Randy, and I just to. To build on that for everyone out there listening, I think it's a strong message that that Randy just gave you is that when you get out of school these days or when you're a younger engineer, you don't just have to go online and say, let me find a job. Let me look for these certain jobs because there's probably jobs out there that you could either create or that are going to be created for you in the next few years. So I think it's great because I think it just means that that engineering background gives you so much opportunity that you don't even see it right now. And and I know what Randy's saying because when I speak... I speak for thousands of engineering students over the course of a year. A lot of times they're civil engineers. And when I ask them what they want to do, nine out of 10 kids tell me I want to be a structural engineer. The same thing that I said when I graduated, because, you know, listen, when you're in school, you're doing bridges, you're doing beams. That stuff is exciting and, and nothing against structural engineering. I, I love it myself. and But I went a different direction. But my point is, is that you don't even realize all the opportunities that are out there. So just be open. I think you have to be open to them you know, and then, and and you'll go along and you'll see what's out there and you'll see what works for you and you can become a leader and and, and you can become a leader. And I had another expert on the field of sustainability on the podcast that I recorded that we'll be getting out there. And he said something very interesting to me is that if you want to be a leader in the field of sustainability, there's some leaders that are very young because it's a young field. So you don't even have to have 20, 30 years of experience to become a leader in the field of sustainability. So that's a lot of opportunity there. So these are some great things that Randy has kind of gone over with us and Randy, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I know you're busy, but just one question as we close things out here. You told us a lot of information today, and hopefully everyone here will find it useful. I think they will. But of everything that you've told us about, you know, there's all different aspects. You told us three top pieces of career advice. What is one thing that you would say that has made your career rewarding? One thing that you've done that's really made you feel
1: fulfilled, feel that you have a rewarding career? It's it's a, it's a great question, and, and I actually the first time that question was asked me, I was uh, at, at Washington State University, which is in Eastern Washington State, and and a young lady was a, I think she's a graduate student asked the question said, you know, what in your career is really, and I said right now today, I said as president of ASCE, that's the, that I I couldn't have imagined what it would be like years ago um, that. Having that opportunity, being able to make a difference at, an, at a whole other level, right. what I'd done before has been been absolutely a phenomenal experience. And so, that's great. Everyone ought to strive for some kind of a similar opportunity. I mean, I put my 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 regular career mostly on hold to do this. Sure. And and as as the people have come before me have done as well. And I think we, we'd we all say it was the best thing we ever did in our career and um, able to make a difference. And, and one of the things I like to say with ASCE is I get back double what I ever put in. You know, I, I it's it's amazing what personal growth I've had through ASCE experience and leadership roles. It, it's, it's just phenomenal. I wish I could. Everybody could do this.
0: Sure. Sure. That's great. So basically, for those of you out there, Randy, what you're saying is a, a you know leadership opportunities where you have an ability to to make a difference,
1: to make a change, to make an impact. Right? It's, it's to make a difference on a whole other level. You know, right. it's it's one thing to to lead a project that 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 I think you know improves a community for, for a couple generations. That's incredibly important. And, and I don't mean to, to say that isn't. But in leadership positions, when you're leading others that are doing those kinds of incredible things is really rewarding. And so, likewise, being able to be the president of ASCE, which is helping to lead others do great things, it is just incredible.
0: Well, Randy, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate you spending some time here with me and sharing kind of your experience with all the engineers out there. Oh,
1: you're welcome. Love to do it. And good luck with your podcast. I think it's a great, great idea. Glad you're doing Thank- it. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Anthony. Career-changing tips.
0: Before I get into today's career-changing tip, I want to let you know that you can access the show notes for today's show at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash Randy. Again, engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash Randy, and I would encourage you to visit that link. And at the bottom of the post, please leave some comments as to any piece of engineering career advice that you could offer to other engineers, whether you've been working for two years, five years, or 30 years. I always love when engineers can share advice that will help other engineers because it's powerful. And that's kind of the reasons I started this show. So please visit the link, leave us some thoughts, and now it's time for our career changing tip. I hope everyone enjoyed the interview with Randy over. It's now time for our career changing tip. And this is where I try to give a recommendation for you to implement something into your career or life that will make a change. And today I want to build off of one very interesting point that Randy made, which was the idea of work-life blending. And I do believe that, that there really isn't a way that you can draw a line in the sand, so to speak, between work and home, work and family. You have to kind of blend them together in a positive way. At least that's my belief from my experience. So what I want to recommend that you do, and I want to urge you to do, is I want you to do one thing in the next month or so, where you try to blend your professional life with your personal life, whether it's bringing a spouse or your family to an event, a conference, a dinner meeting, or one thing you might do is if you have an office at home, maybe you take one thing home to work on, but you work on it real early in the morning before anyone's up, and by doing so, you're able to get home that night for dinner. You know, trying to integrate these two things together to bring more balance to your life. How can you do that? It's something that's so important. I said it in the interview, and I'll say it again: if you're passionate about what you do then there's no such thing as work-life balance because it's you 24 hours a day. So try to figure out at least one way to start that you can try to create your own work-life blend. I hope you enjoyed the show. Before I leave, I do want to let you know that I have a comprehensive, totally free and available guide for engineers on my website that actually has seven videos built into it on how to develop all of your core professional skills, goal setting, communication, networking, leadership, you can check it out by simply visiting engineercareerguide.com. That's engineercareerguide.com. So please use the resources and I look forward to seeing you on the next session of the Engineering Career Coach podcast.
1: Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast with Anthony Fasano. Transforming engineering career development, one engineer at a time. For tons of free engineering career resources, visit www.engineeringcareercoach.com.